But uh, I do what I like, and I happen to like rock and roll, and I feel sorry for anybody who only listens to one form of music. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes and leaving a comment and never missing one single episode. Thank you very much, everybody. All right, it's that time. It's part three. We are finishing off 2013, and I'm going to be glad when it's over. I'm never going to put myself through this kind of hell again making this kind of list. Not that I don't enjoy doing my show and doing it for the friends of the show, but I think I have a much better way to do it next year. I've come to the conclusion I, I'm going to do it just like I do the deaths now and the odds and ends. Every time, when I when I get up to like 10 records I buy uh, during the year, I will just play them to represent them. And then maybe do a uh, nothing more than a top 20 for the end of the year. That's my promise to you. I just can't handle a three-parter in one week. So, but I'm, I'm managing to do it this time. But I just I, I can't put myself through it next year. But uh, anyway, sorry, just getting that off my chest. We're gonna have a good time here on this episode. This is my top 10 of 2013. Like I said mostly scientific these are the 10 records that i went back to the most this year and i really really enjoy them with like an extra extra sense of more than anything else that i heard this year that i bought i buy all of my stuff legitimately there's a few things here and there i get from the library or something like that but i still manage to always get that physical copy at some point or another it's still very important to me as an old school record store guy uh, but like I said, number 10 on the show. This was a surprise for me this year because I haven't been following this band. I haven't been a fan of this band. I've just never given them a shot. Uh, but I finally did. And it, it only took them to put out 13 studio albums for me to come around to them. And I trust me, I am working my way back because uh, I, I missed the entire run of one of their leaders. But um, Voivod. This album, to me, just came out of nowhere. It came out, actually, in late January of 2013. The album is called Target Earth, and I, I think it's easily in the top three metal albums this year. If you're a metal fan, you need to run to get this album. It's really good. It's really strong. It's It's got a great, dirty production to it. Um, it's got that progressive thrash that I really like about it. It's just a really good record. Uh, so I think you definitely need to check it out. Uh, it's hard for me to pick a song uh, to represent this album, but I'll do my best. I hope you'll like it. And uh, like I said, go get Target Earth by Voivod. Till then, this is Mechanical Mind. <sighs>
Alright, there you go. Kicking off part three of the best of 2013 there. Number 10 entry in the albums of the year list for me. That was Voivod from the Target Earth record. That was Mechanical Mind. This is the first album they put out uh, since the death of Piggy, uh, Dennis Piggy Damore. And uh, it's their first album with this new lineup. And if that's any indication, I think they're going to be fine. I think better than most people thought they would do. Uh, but yeah, you got Daniel Mongrain on guitar. And uh, Snake is always on vocals. Blackie on bass and away on drums. And Daniel's new moniker is Chewy, by the way, for those of you interested. <laughs> Alright, I like it. I like the nicknames. Uh, but yeah, strong, strong metal record. One of the best of the year, for sure. Uh, coming in at number nine, uh, pretty tied with the Voivod record for me and, and a band I've I've always enjoyed their records and they take a lot of chances and I love them for it. Queens of the Stone Age and they uh, kind of seemed to come out of nowhere this year and put out an album called Like Clockwork and it was actually put under the Matador Records imprint, which I thought was interesting because uh, my hip friends they love Matador Records. Let me tell you. Uh, almost anything Matador they will listen to so I wonder if they picked this one up but I do love the fact that it's the first ever album in the history of Matador Records to debut and hit number one so yeah and it took a great band like Queens of the Stone Age to do it <laughs> take from that what you want I'm just kind of healing the hipsters a little bit I just like to do it it's, it's fun for me I'm really not trying to be that separatist they're the ones that are the separatists, not I. Uh, but anyway, back to Queens of the Stone Age. Like Clockwork was a really, really strong record, and I think you should definitely check it out. Uh, an earlier entrant in the top albums of the year, Elton John, even makes a cameo on it. So how cool is that? Uh, and uh, from what I found out, he was a big fan of the Them Crooked Vultures record and gave Josh a call, and uh, he was like, yeah, dude, Elton John calls you to play on your record. What are you going to say, no? course not but uh that song is uh, on the record called fairweather friends but i'm gonna play you my favorite song off of the record uh about halfway through the record somewhere around there uh this really cool song it, it starts off as kind of an oddball but uh, the build on this is great uh, it's one of my favorite queens of the stone age songs now so here you go this is Collapsia. sure <laughs>
right, there you go. That was Queens of the Stone Age with Calopsia or Calopsia. I'm, I'm just not sure. Uh, but it's a great song. I hope you enjoyed that. Off of the album Light Clockwork, which came out on June 3rd of this year, or this last year at least. And uh, the, the solidified lineup for the album was uh, Josh Hame, of course, vocals, guitar, and a lot of other things. He even played drums on one song. Troy Van Leeuwen, also from uh, the original Perfect Circle lineup, uh, he's still in the band there on guitar, some synthesizers, and a lot of other guitars and percussions. Uh, Dean Fertitta on keyboards and guitar, some piano, and a lot of other piano and, and stuff like that. Uh, clavinet, a track even. Uh, Michael Schumann on bass and a lot of percussion as well as some guitar and some cameos uh, by Dave Grohl about half the record and Joey Castillo doing the other half who's their longtime drummer and touring drummer Nick Oliveri even shows up for a track just like Mark Lanigan does some ex-members there and Trent Reznor has a cameo on as well in addition to Elton John like I said I think the Trent thing happened uh, back during the Dave Grohl stuff with uh, you know the documentary so uh, they they all did a, it was like Trent Reznor, Josh Hame and uh, and Dave Grohl all did a track together so that's probably where that song happened So, alright, like I said, check it out, it's a great record moving on here, number 8 entry uh, this may surprise some of you I don't know, if you know me you, you know that this isn't a surprise entry but I thought this was a really good record and I listened to it quite a bit this year I just liked it a lot I, th- I think it's very good uh, Tom Kiefer, his first ever solo record. Uh, long-suffering Cinderella fans looking for a new Cinderella. Um, I think this one did the job pretty well. It's not as hard rocking as you may want it to be if that's what you're looking for, but there's a few songs on the album that are definitely Cinderella-esque, but he def- it's a true solo album in the sense he took a few chances, uh, went for a more Americana slash country route on some songs. Uh, my two favorite songs on the album, it's such a tie, but I think I'm going to go with the more rockin' song, but there's a ballad in there called Different Light that is so good. It just, oh, it's a great song. You should definitely, definitely buy this record so you can hear that song, especially. I'm going to whet your appetite a little bit here for it. This song is equally good, but in a more rock and roll, for the sake of rock and roll type way. This is Cold Day in Hell. <laughs>
there you go. I think that might be possibly the greatest Rolling Stones song that the Rolling Stones never recorded. So there you go. That was Tom Kiefer, lead vocalist of Cinderella, from his first solo album, The Way Life Goes. That was Cold Day in Hell. Go check that record out. And and possibly the high entry could also be due to the fact that I saw him live this year. Uh, just a few weeks after the album came out, I went and saw him at Trees in Dallas. And he tore it up, man. He was so good. And I don't know, it's, he's been doing this since 86, so this is like his 27th, 28th year of doing this. And the fact that he could still sing like that, I know he's had a few throat surgeries, and I believe it too, but the fact that he can still go out and sing just like that in live is just, it's amazing. And like I said, that show was so good. He threw in some Cinderella faves, of course. He did a few acoustic, and uh, most of the show was electric, but just, oh. And then right there towards the end, he encored with uh, Joe Cocker's version of With a Little Help from My Friends. And I just got chills when I heard him do it. It was amazing. It was just, yeah. So I hope he still, I hope he goes out and plays a few more solo shows. If he comes back, I'll go see him for sure, even without Cinderella. And I recommend that as well. So I hope he puts out that version of With a Little Help from My Friends, like on something. So I'd buy it. Just put out the single. Just put it out. I'd buy it for sure. Alright, speaking of live acts, if you haven't seen this band yet live, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Even my lady, Nola, even Nola has seen this band live, so you have no excuse. Motorhead. Motorhead, always consistent, their records, always great. And, you know, it's like, uh, it's the ACDC factor. You, you know what you're getting, but it's always great. There's always a few little bitty oddballs on there. But at this point, they've been doing it for so long. It's, you know, Motorhead doing a ballad or a blues jam is not an oddball anymore at this point. They've been doing that for the last 20 years. <laughs> so, And speaking of 20 years, they've been working with the same lineup for 20 years. A little plus, actually. I think 21 years. This solidified power trio of Lemmy and Mickey D and Phil Campbell. Uh, those guys don't get nearly enough credit for being a true part of Motorhead. They are Motorhead. Lemmy is, of course, the man, you know, no argument here, but I think Mickey and Phil should get a lot more credit because they're great. You know, Phil's good enough to where they only need one guitar player, and Mickey D is a ridiculous drummer. I mean, I don't know how he plays that hard for that long. So, hats off to you guys, and you put out a great record once again. You should definitely get this one. It's called Aftershock. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what else can you say? Here's uh currently my favorite song off of Aftershock. This is Going to Mexico.
song that I think also shows off the greatness of Mickey and Phil and Motorhead. There you go. That was Going to Mexico by Motorhead off of the album Aftershock. Go check it out. There's a version of it out there with a uh, DVD EP on it um, that's got a mini set from a festival from last year as well. Yeah, Motorhead always, they put out so many live records and DVDs too, it's really hard to keep up. I'm like two things behind of theirs as far as like the live albums go. So, and, and Blu-rays and all that stuff. So, uh, you keep me on my toes, Motorhead. So keep it up. Never stop. I think if Lemmy ever actually stopped touring and recording, he would die. Uh, so, uh, I know he had a health scare this year, but uh, I have no doubt that Lemmy will be absolutely fine. Not even a worry at all. <laughs> if he's not worried, I'm not worried. All right. Speaking of tried and true, great blue collar rock and roll, uh, especially from this modern era it's really hard to come by sometimes or at least a band that gets enough attention or gets their name out there enough to where we notice them and uh, I'm really glad this band put out a really good album this year uh, Airborne uh, Airborne is definitely back after a sophomore slump to be sure because the second album uh, not so good it, it's just okay because that first album is great second album okay this album back to being great again Black Dog Barking by Airborne. You should definitely check it out. And, you know, not much else to say. They're just going to say it all right here. So here you go. This is Airborne with Back in the Game.
right, there you go. The great Aussies. Airborne with back in the game. For sure, definitely kicking ass once again. And that whole record is super strong. So go get it. I highly recommend it. There's a bunch of extra bonus tracks on iTunes as well. We gotta talk about this as a collective at some point. I need to get all the friends of Rock Strikes Ten together and not that we don't want more songs by the bands we like, but this whole thing about the big boxing and the iTunes-only tracks, that's, that's a bunch of crap. Uh, we're going to do something about it at, at some point here. So uh, we're going to get organized and take care of that. You, you'll, you'll know what I mean as time goes on. But, uh, yeah, like I said, still a fan of buying the real deal. Uh, you know, but uh, this this bonus track, extra track stuff, it's like, ugh. Anyway. That being said, the ones that they did for Airborne on Black Dog Barking are really good. And I'm glad you can buy them separately because, you know, I bought the CD in stores and then I find out later they have these extra tracks. Anyway, I'm on a tangent. I'll move on because, you know, hey, it's time for the top five. Oh, yes, the top five. I think I have this pretty solid. Uh, I'm going to start off with a band from Texas, uh, Austin, I believe. A uh, band that I've played quite a few times here on the show and put out a new record this year. A band you also definitely need to go see live. Uh, they do tour around the country, so you have no excuse. A band called Black Joe Lewis. Uh, they used to be called Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears, but now they've simplified it, even though it's the same lineup. Just called Black Joe Lewis now. Go get this record. It's called Electric Slave. And I don't know how they do it. They mix the funk with the punk and uh, you know it's not cheesy it's just real and it's a, you, they get away with it and it's super fun multiracial band I'm down with that uh, there should be more of them and uh, this is proof positive Black Joe Lewis my favorite song off the album right now is a song called Young Girls so check this one out
that was Black Joe Lewis with Young Girls off of their new album, Electric Slave. Go get that record. I actually got really lucky with that record. I, I didn't get it the week it came out. And a few weeks later, we go out to Houston, myself and Nola, to go see Brian Wilson, which was definitely one of the highlights of the year, if not the highlight. Uh, there's There's been plenty with her. I lose track. But uh, we dropped off into this uh, record store in Houston called Cactus Records, one of the best record stores in the whole country for sure so if you're in the houston area go look up cactus records uh picked up the black joe lewis record there because i figured hey you know i can just get it there and uh, they had a few leftover autograph copies from their in-store so i got lucky enough to procure an autograph copy of it which sits nicely right here above my head in the rock strikes 10 studios and i hope you enjoyed that song i hope you go check them out that's a new band you should be supporting like I said, go see them when they come to your town. All right. Uh, there's not enough time for me to talk about this next guy. Uh, but it's an amazing story. And if I give you enough tease on it, I think you will definitely go look them up and uh, check them out. Uh, I was very happy when I went on to the Facebook a few days ago saying, Hey, I'm doing my year-end show, you know, like everybody else, best albums of 2013. What are some of yours? And I thought when I came on and did this show, I'd be schooling all of you on this guy. And maybe I still will on a few of you, which is always fun to do, like I said earlier. We love breaking bands and singers to people, because that's what we... We, we pride ourselves on doing that as, as music people, musicologists, music geeks, music nerds, whatever you want to call us. Uh, I saw on the Facebook, I had a comment from Sigmund Heidasher, who I, I'm, I'm sure he found me through the Rock and Roll Geek Show, because that's where I get pretty much all my listeners. But uh, he actually put this album in his top as well, and I was like, that's so cool. That is just super cool, man. So massive. I'd shake your hand for that, uh, because I just bought this album two weeks ago. Uh, I saw a clip of his online, and I thought, wow, how haven't I heard of this guy? Uh, it's amazing. Like I thought, this is this old soul singer who I've missed out on my entire life and I'm just now finding out about you know when you find out about somebody really good that's been around for a while and you miss some of their best stuff you're like oh I should have been around for that well as it turns out I haven't been missing anything hardly uh, this guy uh, he is just now putting out his sophomore record the guy is like in his mid 60's he's like my mom's age a guy is named Charles Bradley he uh He's had a long life of not living up to his full potential. Uh, but thankfully, a few years ago, the great people at Daptone Records was like, you're going to put out records, and you're going to do original material. Like I said, go look up this guy's story. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's actually, actually, it's shockingly normal. This is the trap that a lot of people fall into. Uh, but he made it back over on the other side. And I'm so glad he did. Like I said, Daptone Records, if, you, if you're not familiar with the greatness that is Daptone Records, you should, because I've played Sharon Jones on the show multiple times. I even played her on the Christmas show earlier. You should already know who she is. You know what her stuff sounds like. She could have hung back in the day on Stax Records with all the greats, with Otis and Carla and all of them. Uh, this guy is no exception. I've been waiting for a male version of a Sharon Jones type to come around and knock me out. And this guy did it. Uh, I am so thankful 
that we live in a day and age where we have the kind of technology that we do. Uh, because, like, if you go, this is straight commercial for Amazon. They should be giving me money for this. But uh, I, as soon as I found out about this, I went on Amazon and be like, I'm buying this record. I so hope that there's an auto rip for this. And if you buy records sometimes on Amazon through them, they'll let you download the album immediately while you're waiting for your physical copy. So you can have the best of both worlds. Thankfully, I got this record on auto rip. Got the CD in the mail a few days later. Super happy with it. I just stare at it and be like, wow, this is amazing. All right, there's my four and a half minute commercial for Charles Bradley. But I still contend that no amount of buildup could still undeliver with this guy. So if you're waiting for the next great soul singer, he's here. He's in his 60s. But damn it, if it ain't the way, I think maybe that's the only way it could happen. I don't know. This guy's lived a life and, uh, He's finally going to share it with us. So off of this amazing record that just came out this year, but you would never know it was from 2013. This album is called Victim of Love. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Bradley.
coming in at number four with a massive bullet. That was Charles Bradley was strictly reserved for you. You just just buy that record. It's it's so worth it, and the whole record's like that. I mean, Daptone Records is so cool. Like I said, they even have a YouTube clip up where they play the entire album and show like basically they did a video for like every song and stuff like that. So it's just a great presentation. Uh, you you heard it. You know that's great. I mean, so just go get it. Victim of Love, Charles Bradley. Very excited. Uh, you know, makes me want to write Daptone Records a thank you note. Uh, speaking of them, Sharon Jones has a new one coming out in January, so that's going to be the first major one I buy this year for sure. So super excited about that. That's number four because I pretty much locked up my top three uh, before I even got that record, so that's kind of where I'm coming from there. Uh, the last three will probably be no surprise if you're friends of the show. So let's start off here. Number three. And, man, the top two records are pretty strong for this to be number three because this is a favorite. And, of course, I talked about him earlier on part two. The great Ginger. Ginger Wildheart. He's got a new band called Hey Hello. And it definitely has a band feel to it. It doesn't sound as much as like a ginger product that it does like a full band and that's probably due to the inclusion of uh, Victoria Ledke as like basically the co-lead singer of the band and uh, I like it and he calls it noise pop you know which is, is a pretty accurate description and uh, but it's it's a great band it's you know kinda like I talked about she and him earlier it's almost like a straight two-piece and ginger actually does play all the instruments hundred percent of the instruments on this album and he said he actually had to learn how to play the drum kit just to record the album. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I can really say. You know Ginger's great, so I'm just going to play it here. And if you've never heard the Hey Hello record, you definitely should pick it up. But uh, let's just go with this. This is the first song on the album. It's called Black Valentine.
right, there you go. Number three entrant, top albums of 2013. That was Hey Hello with Black Valentine. Go get that record. And if you live anywhere near the Los Angeles area, you, you must go see them play New Year's Eve with Camp Freddy uh, because I don't know how you couldn't. Please do that for me. Let me know how it was because I, I want to make sure at least people get to go see them because that appears to be their only U.S. date uh, for the time being. All right, next album here. I actually talked about this guy slightly earlier uh, at the end of part two because I played an album uh, by his guitar player. And also, Ginger was in this guy's band on the last record and wrote a lot of that album. Uh, but he's not in the band anymore because he's just way too busy. And, and also, you know, I'm sure he's a control freak and we love him for it. But anyway, Michael Monroe. I was like thinking, well, why would I even doubt that Michael could still put out a great record without people like Ginger? But Michael's been doing it forever, man. He's been doing it practically since I've been alive. And if there's a more consistent rock guy out there, I'd like you to find him because I need to buy all of his records too. Uh, Hanoi Rock, Solo, Demolition, whatever, Michael Monroe is always great. And this new album is really good. Like, it's stellar. And I, I, I think it actually is the best solo album he's ever done. I, I gotta say it. It's even better than the last one. It's better than the first one. Horns and Halos. It's, it's got everything you want from what he's done in the past to what he's doing now. Uh, still playing the harmonica and the sax like a mother. And matter of fact, that's why I picked this particular song to play on the show because there's so many great songs but I'm playing this because he plays both the harmonica and the sax on the track they both make an appearance and I love that uh, sounding very much like a vintage Hanoi Rock century uh, but you, you gotta get this record if you love rock and roll you need this record Horns and Halos by Michael Monroe here you go here's something for you this is 18 Angels <laughs> Circle around your head 
right there you go number two album of the year i mean it's 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 really close to just being tied for first, honestly. But uh, there you go. That was Michael Monroe from the Horns and Halos record. That was 18 Angels, like I said, featuring uh, Dragon on guitar and also Steve Conti on guitar, who also put out a solo album this year. And I've heard uh, clips of it, but I haven't gotten the whole thing yet. I'm sure it would definitely be on this list if I did, because it sounds really good. But uh, they turned out a great record with Michael, so you should definitely go support that. And all of the solo ventures. Just just look through the whole family tree. You're not going to be disappointed at all. And so there you go. The greatness of Michael Monroe. Alright here. And, and before I move on here. I'm, I'm teasing number one a little bit. You may know what it is at this point. If you've done the power of deduction. And my fandom of stuff. Uh, you'll, you'll probably know what's coming. But uh, I figured I would go ahead and take some time out here. Uh, some friends of the show. Recently commented on the Facebook. I have three that I want to read off here. And they uh, chimed in with their favorite albums of the year. So let's start here, uh, just at the top of the list here, from the order. Uh, a guy named Brad Kalmanson, who I've never heard from uh, before, but uh, thank you for writing, Brad, and I hope you're listening to the show. Uh, your favorite records of the year were uh, uh, Aventasia, The Mystery of Time, Arion, Theory of Everything, uh, Monomarth, Deceiver of the Gods, Saxon Sacrifice, Stradivarius Nemesis and Halloween's Straight Out of Hell. I, I I'll be honest with you, Brad. I haven't heard any of those records. I definitely uh, knee-jerk reaction would be willing to definitely hear the Saxon and the Halloween, like without question. So I will definitely go and preview all of those records since you recommended them. I thank you for that. Like I said earlier, I gave credit before the Charles Bradley thing. Sigmund Heidasher. Uh, he put, had the Charles Bradley record on the top of his, uh, towards the top of his list. In addition to Black Sabbath, uh, Pearl Jam, Lightning Bolt, Flaming Lips, The Terror, My Bloody Valentine, Nine Inch Nails, Hesitation Marks, Scorpion Child, Self-Titled, Queens of the Stone Age, and Michael Monroe. With with that list, Sigmund, if you're not one of the best friends of Rock Strikes Ten and the Synaptic. You definitely should be listening to both shows because that's that list is like if myself and Randy Brown got into a car accident. So please go listen to the Synaptic as well because I know he definitely singled a lot of that stuff out as well. So there you go, man. And also the great Mike Cranston chiming in here. And a lot of the stuff on his list is some of the stuff I didn't even get a chance to listen to yet. So I'm very curious. But he listed Black Star Riders, All Hell Breaks Loose. The Blue Fields, Ramshackle, which I really want to hear. I can't believe I haven't heard it yet. Uh, Deep Purple's Now What. I've heard half of that, but I haven't heard the whole thing yet. It sounds pretty good, though. The fact that Bob Ezrin produced it puts me, like, super on board with wanting to hear it. And I said, I mean, there's not enough hours in the day. I mean, it sucks, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed that I haven't heard some of these records. But anyway, continuing on Mike's list, Free Fall, Power and Volume, Kings of Leon, Mechanical Bull, and I actually do like Kings of Leon as well. Uh, Johnny Marr, The Messenger. Paul McCartney, New. Michael Monroe, Horns and Halos. Uh, Pearl Jam, Lightning Bolt. Uh, a couple of matches there with Sigmund. And uh, Ulysses, Kill You Again. And he says that album beats out Deep Purple, Free Fall, Johnny Marr, and Pearl Jam for his album of the year. So I need to listen to that record now. I've heard a track or two off of that, but i, I got to go hear the whole thing now. So... Thanks for the recommendation, Mike, and to all of you for writing in on the show. I left off one off of Sigmund's list because I didn't want to spoil it because you would have figured out what number one was. 
It is Ghost and Festus Sumam. And I'm sure I'm saying it right now because they actually do say it that way on the intro of the album. But uh, that took me a while to figure even that out. Uh, if you think I'm jumping on the bandwagon, you're wrong. If you go back and listen to the best albums of 2011 episode, know that I tied their debut album, Opus Eponymous, with Anthrax as the album of the year. Uh, love Ghost, and I was very happy that they stepped up on the second album because the first album is really, really good. And thankfully on the second album, they they didn't go too hard on overthinking. They they stuck with what worked on the first album. The production, of course, sounds a little better, but not too polished. And uh, the things they tried out, I think, were a success. Everything about this record is great. Uh, it's just even as calculated as some of it might be. Uh, the musicianship is top-notch. It sounds so good. It just sounds timeless. And uh, like I said, big fan of this band. I love the bit. I love not knowing who they are. So my, my current theory is that they're probably uh, maybe half known and half unknown, uh, but really smart, really cool people. Like I said, they're the, the Freemasons of metal. <laughs> but uh, yeah... I don't know what else to say that hasn't been said by a lot of other people, so uh, that's my number one. It might be some other people's number ones. I actually purposely didn't listen to all the other podcasts that I normally listen to, so I wouldn't copy them. So I'm curious to see where Ghost falls on their list. Uh, but I'm going to play you... Uh, there's so many great songs. All of the songs on this album are my favorite, but to me this is one of the songs that really stands out. It's kind of a twofer on one track because it really is like two different songs and just the style the the menagerie of styles that they put into this one track even proves how great this band is and I hope they're around for many many years to come decades even centuries it could happen so here you go from the sophomore ghost full length and Festus's Umam I, I blew it damn it but I'm not going to retake but here you go, this is Ghost with Goulet, Zombie Queen.
right, there you go. That's it. Finishing off the best of 2013 with Ghost, with Gule, Zombie Queen. And there's a slash in the middle there, of course. Uh, but yeah, I say go get that record. And, if, and they put out a cover EP towards the end of the year this year called If You Have Ghosts. Uh, some interesting stuff. I, I like that stuff as well. Go check it out. Uh, but yeah, that I guess that's gonna do it for the year. Ah, so relieved. This is nice. Like I said, next year, top 20 maximum. That's it. But I will play you more new music throughout the year. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. <sighs> but I hope you enjoyed this massive three-parter, ridiculous, uh, excessive best of 2013. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't like, and uh, give me some more recommendations. I love album recommendations. And of course, you can go to cnjradio.com where you'll find the link to the iTunes and subscribe and leave a comment, please. That would be great. Also, there's the email, joey at cnjradio.com. Once again, joey at cnjradio.com. Feel free to send me show themes, requests. What do you want to hear? I will listen. And uh, also, there's a Facebook link on there as well. Interact with me on the Facebook. I'm also on Twitter at rockstrikes10, one word, all spelled out. But that link is on cnjradio.com as well, so go, go look at all of it. Until then, we'll be back for the first show of 2014. I'm not sure what we're going to do. If I do it early enough, then I'm not sure. But if we do it later enough, around the January 8th, Around January 8th or so, it's uh, Elvis's birthday, so I ha I'm doing Elvis and Bowie every other year because they share the same birthday. So we'll see what kind of show I do. Maybe I'll throw in mostly covers, maybe some tributes, uh, some stuff by the man himself. We'll see. But uh, if, if you have any requests for the Elvis show, send them in. Until then, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun with me all year and many more to come. All right. Have fun, happy new year. Don't drive drunk. Cause you know, I you know, I, I need as many listeners as I can. I can't have one of you die. That would just completely destroy my listenership. I'm 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 totally kidding. I actually do care about your well being. I consider you all friends. So please get a DD if you're gonna be you know, go out there and act like a son of a bitch. So uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Ha happy New Year guys. Later. Have fun.